Hey guys, there's not gonna be an intro today because we recorded a fantastic intro and the file got corrupted. So screw this, screw you, screw computers, and screw yo mama. For the record, the jokes we made were the funniest you would have ever heard. Um, uh, yeah, you've never unfortunately heard... forgotten them. Yeah, you've never heard jokes as funny as these. Nothing's and nothing will ever will. come. Now mm-hmm. it's over. As G.K. Chesterton said, uh, "The I I got this quote from the best book I ever wrote, and the reason why it's the best book I ever wrote is because I never wrote it." Perfect. Sounds <laughs> uh, like something Chesterton would say. I was going to loan out my Chesterton books to um, uh, Brooks' grandfather because he really likes Chesterton, and he's supposed to be not doing anything. And I figure that's the best way to get somebody not to do something is to loan them Chesterton books. Um, mm-hmm. uh, <clears throat> because, hey, look here. Uh, sit down with this Chesterton book and don't get up for a week. Okay. <laughs> um, uh, and not only that, not only was I going to do that, but I forgot to, and he was literally at my house yesterday, and I forgot to. <laughs> Perfect. It was fantastic. <clears throat> They're stacked up right there on my bookshelf, like, ready to be handed off and loaned. And uh, You have stacked them. I've stacked them. They're stacked. <clears throat> stacked can mean many things. It can mean having lots of money. It can mean having lots of boobs. Uh... It can mean, I don't know what else it can mean, but it can mean more than that. In my case, it means lots of boobs. Mm-hmm. I just have so many of them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's not like a, a large set. It's a large collection. Yes, I have a collection of boobs. And that's and as creepy as that sounds. No, I mean actual individual ones that I've harvested. Mm-hmm. Yes. Now I'm thinking of that. I don't even know what that anime show was, but everybody looks like a bug. And the, or not, but there are people who look like bugs. And one of the people who looks like bugs grabbed a woman who looked like a bug and ripped off her bug boob and began to eat it. Um. And she immediately died for some reason upon having her boob ripped off. That would be the end of my day. Mm-hmm. <laughs> let's see. I have no clue what you're talking about. Mm-hmm. Also, I to think of a movie that I saw where there was a woman who was told to choose her favorite boob. And once she chose her favorite boob, the other one was cut off as a tortured thing. But at least she got to keep her favorite one. Yeah, you still got the best one. I mean, yeah. like, I don't know I don't know how she could possibly be complaining that much. Yeah. Imagine if you said, pick your favorite one, and then they cut that one off. That'd be rude. Mm-hmm. That's similar to the, um, uh, uh, to the punishment for trying to screw with the, uh, the ship's lodestone uh, back in the day when ships used large lodestones. Um, uh, they would, um, uh, the punishment was, like, if anyone caught, you know, trying to mess with the ship's lodestone, the typical punishment, and it was written down, uh, so that's, that's how, why you have the wording, said, was for that man to have the hand which he uses most pinned to the mainmast by a dagger for one day. Oh. <clears throat> well. <clears throat> that, um, an oddly specific... 
punishment. Mm -hmm. They don't cut anything else, so he gets to keep the hand. Yeah, he keeps the hand. He just has to stay by the main mast, connected by his hand via a dagger. Uh, I love that you were like, he just has to stay by the main mast via being stabbed to it. Yes. Which is accurate, but a very strange way to describe it. <laughs> hey, did you guys know we're talking about Dark Souls today? Oh, yeah. Well, uh, Dark Selden Ring. <laughs> Dark Selden Ring? Mm -hmm. So what do we, how do we refer to this inside of the, um, the Soulsborn universe? Like, how does it change into the, how does it change the name? Because I don't feel like Sekiro changes Soulsborn to me. Mm -hmm. I feel like it's just like an anecdote to Soulsborn. This is not an anecdote to Soulsborn. This is part of it very very deeply um so we need to find it we need to be the ones to coin the phrase for the canon well uh, we, we could go by uh one of the original names for dark souls um uh, because dark souls wasn't originally going to be called dark souls first it was originally going to be called and it was going to be referring to man but it's going to be called the dark race or just dark race and, but a lot of people got mad about that because they thought it was talking about the blacks. Because it's extremely racist. <laughs> yeah. And so I said, hey, we can't say say just say dark race. I said, okay. Then how about we call it dark ring? Because, you know, the the ring, you know, the the, the dark sign. Is a yeah, ring. yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah um, it's, a, it's and, a ring. I get it. And they decided against that because that is a British slang in certain areas of Britain for butthole. Butthole. I didn't even know that, but it made so much sense as soon as you said slang. Yeah. Um. Uh, and so that. But now I think we should. Uh, uh, Soulsborn should now be called Dark Ring. Now that we have Elden Ring in there. Perfect. Mm -hmm. It's canon. Okay. Dark Ring. <clears throat> I mean, not only was it was is Dark Ring part of you know the Souls line of thought anyway. It also means butthole. Ah uh, yes. Well then, I'm all in. I'm all in the butthole. Well, what we've stopped the momentum on that sentence dead. Mm -hmm. Um. Anyways, anyways, why are we talking about that? We're talking why about would that. Why we do that? Well, because we are so qualified to talk about things such as like an Elden Ring, um, uh, <clears throat> that we um. Uh, I wonder how he's old enough to get that reference. Um. Uh, <laughs> um. But we, um, uh, yeah, we're so qualified to talk about that. Let, let, let me go over my qualifications for Elden Ring. Um, I have played the game for across two, across two platforms. I played the game for a total of seven hours, and I have not left Limgrave yet. I have played the game for a total of four hours, and also have not done that. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> oh, I take that back. I have left Limgrave. I have, not intentionally. <laughs> Uh, I came across a new mechanic in the game uh, called uh, transporter traps, and it teleported me to the literal far northeast corner of the entire map. And I woke up and I said, we're not in Limgrave anymore, Toto. And Toto said, I'm actually a figment of your imagination, and you should stop talking to me. You've been playing this game for too long. Anyways, the point is that we are... We are acknowledging that we haven't actually spent a lot of time on this game, but we really wanted to um, talk about some similarities. Well, obviously, there's a ton of similarities to, mm -hmm. to Dark Souls, but more specifically, the changes, um, the things that have been adjusted mm -hmm. um, from all the games that we, the two of us love very deeply. I won't speak for Sean, but I will say um, 
several of the games from the Soulsborne universe, specifically Dark Souls 3 and Bloodborne, are both in no particular order in probably my top three. I don't know what the other game in there would be, and I don't know what order I'd put them in, but they're those two games are in my top three. They're absolutely phenomenal games. So we were both very excited about this, and where I, we wanted to kind of talk about what made them, what what improvements were made, um, what things were drawbacks potentially. Just want to spend some time speaking about it because it's it's they're, they're, it's a very important game series to us. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So um, uh, so j- j- just just so we're on the uh, the playing field here, let's go ahead and rank um. Uh, as best we can with Elden Ring because we haven't. But for you, go ahead and rank the. Uh, actually, I'll, I'll go first. I'll put my ranking up. Uh, I'm gonna ranking the the Soulsborne whatever games. Um, uh, the recent slew of FromSoft games, not counting the uh, that puzzle game that I can't think of what it's called. That looks like it could be fun. Um, uh, but it's VR only. Um, uh, but. Yeah, um, so um, here's here's my ranking of these of of the games. So far, I do want to put. I don't know if I should because I have so few hours in it. But just because I can see it's a culmination of everything that I love. Plus, I'm going to go ahead and preemptively put Elden Ring at number one. What? What'd you say? I mean, I can't hear you. Oh, I can hear you. Okay, there we go. I can hear you now. What'd you say? I didn't say anything. Oh, I heard, it's not like you said I've uh, that. Um. Uh, okay. Well. Anyways. Um. Uh, so yeah, I think it's safe to preemptively put Elden Ring in spot number one. Hmm. Then. Um. Uh, and then in number two, I think I'm gonna put Dark Souls three above Bloodborne. Just hmm. just because Bloodborne the the story of Bloodborne and the gameplay of Bloodborne is so much better. Not so much better. It, it is better. But I have so many hours and I have so much fun in Dark Souls 3 PvP and I think that gives it the edge just because it's so... I've had more fun playing Dark Souls 3 than I have playing Bloodborne. That's fair. Um, uh, and then Bloodborne in number 3. I'm gonna put Demon Souls above Dark Souls 1. Uh... So, Demon Souls in spot four, and even though I still, I absolutely love it, it's a phenomenal game that I love so much, just because it's in the last place doesn't mean I don't love it, uh, Dark Souls 1 in spot five, and that's my ranking of the five uh, Souls games. I love that you specifically made it top five so you didn't have to talk about Dark Souls 2. What's that? <clears throat> yes. Um, so... I'm a little torn about putting... I feel like I want to put... I have to, I have to put Bloodborne number one. Mm-hmm. Um, I have to. Um, just just because I think with, that's just my... I think if I really, deep down in my heart, I think that's my very, very favorite one. Um, I'm also the resident Lovecraftian douche, so mm-hmm. that kind of was just a big appeal. You had me a uh, douche. You had me a douche. Um Bloodborne number one. I am going to say Elden Ring number two just because it's much closer to the Dark Souls 3 formula than anything else, but the improvements that we've already seen kind of give it the edge for me. I, I say that kind of tentatively because obviously we haven't got to experience any of the really great boss battles yet. Mm-hmm. Um, so we're going to, I'm going to, I'll say this tentatively, but just based on the improvements, we'll say Bloodborne, Elden Ring, 
uh, Dark Souls 3 just because there's lots of uh, that was kind of like the uh, the love letter to the the fans that's kind of what Dark Souls 3 was just like insane amounts mm -hmm. of technically almost every weapon is an easter egg if you really want to think of it that way mm -hmm. um, so it's really cool um, especially that one sword so nostalgic <laughs> it <laughs> it depends on whether you're referring to the original Demon Souls or the remaster for PS5. Mm. Which one are you referring to? I've not played the remaster. I mean, like, it is the same game, just prettier, really. It is not the same game, but prettier. There are actually a lot of changes to it um, okay, okay. that are the, actually super the, cool. There are, like, a few, like, changes as far as, like, secrets and stuff go. Then, then there are a few mechanics that were in the original but they were never explained, and most people had no idea they were there, and they were explained and said, hey, look, this is here. Okay, uh, so there's that too, mm -hmm. but there's also um, status effect changes, um, and then very importantly, the way inventory is managed from the remaster, from the original to the remaster, which made inventory management much simpler um, with the way that things are, um, the way that items can be moved around. It, it went more in the realm of, of how Dark Souls three handles its inventory well, management well, well that, was still, that, was still just, that was still just a change of appearance though it's still all, all the mechanics of the inventory management were the, the mechanic <clears throat> the it's, it's just it was easier to do the things that didn't shouldn't have had to be harder yeah but that that's that's still just a visual change so i mean like a quality of life change isn't an update to the game right I but mean, the status but there are the game. but there are there are status effect changes um, with um, the the random um, I can't remember which ailment it is now it's one of the oh no there's a particular status ailment that was slightly it was nerfed in the way that it was handled in the game which made it slightly easier for you to survive but not in a way that, like making the game easier just making the game less like eye rolling when you die um it's, it's escaping my mind right now, but it's not important to dive on it. I, I guess what I'm really trying to say is if we're talking about the remaster, I'll put Demon Souls above Dark Souls 1. If we're talking about the original, I'm putting Dark Souls over Demon Souls. Uh, my, my primary reason for putting uh, Demon Souls above Dark Souls is just because of the... Like, Demon Souls was my introduction to Dark Souls. Um, uh, and I actually, there were, for years and years and years, there was overlap in my memory for what belonged to Demon Souls and what belonged to Dark Souls. Um, uh, and like, so, so like in, because I, I, my introduction to them was I rented Demon Souls not long after it came out and then I rented Dark Souls when it came out. Uh, and so I only had, I had a handful of hours into each of them and they, and, and so like I had this weird, this strange kind of nostalgia, uh, for Demon Souls and it, it was, it was weird. I don't actually think it was a better game, but I'm, that, that's, why, no, yeah, that's yeah. why it gets the edge for me is just for that. Crap. I would say too. I guess it's also worth mentioning that with the with what little changes were made here and there, you could almost say that there are some differences between Dark Souls and Dark Souls, uh, but just visually. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um. So yeah, yeah, it's also worth mentioning you, like you just said, you're a day one fan, whereas I didn't really, really get into it until Dark Souls Three. Mm -hmm. That was when I really got into it. Like I played, I played them a little bit here and there. But I didn't really, really dive in until Dark Souls Three. Yeah. Um, so it's worth mentioning you've had a lot more time with the um, the series as a whole, whereas I've spent much, much, I mean, years less time than you have technically. Mm -hmm. So I have different um, 
I don't have the nostalgia. So when I see even just the visual change, which, oh my goodness, the visual change from Demon Souls to the remake is is shocking. Yeah, what's that um, company? Blue Point? Is that their, that their name? They, they, they do phenomenal remakes. Um, uh, their remake of... Uh, uh, crap, why can't I think of it? PS2 game. Um, where you, it's just a boss rush game. You go across a desert and find like six bosses or however many there are. Uh, uh I don't have any clues you're talking about. Destroy all titans. Um, oh. Titan destruction man. Um, <laughs> kill these big guys and save your woman, please. Uh, what's the name of it? I think all of those are pretty good. Um, crap. Is it a game that we actually played for PS2? No, no. Well, I thought you did. Uh, one time, but I don't know. I don't think any of us ever owned it. Uh, I'm gonna look up uh, Blue Point Games, and it's gonna be here. Blue Point Games, and then games by Blue Point. Let's see. Look it up here, and it is Shadow of the Colossus. Oh yeah, go on. That's mm -hmm. a great game. Uh, the redo of that's pretty good too. Mm -hmm. Um, that's one of those things where the nostalgia factor is so high for for the original that I don't really care um, that the, that the remake is a little bit different. Mm -hmm. um, but they also, um, they did the remasters for the uncharted collection. Mm -hmm. Yep. They also, uh, they also remastered God of war in 2009, <laughs> which you know, that was just, that was just a straight up reskin. There was no real changes that mattered in that. Um, but I guess the same could be said for the uncharted collection, but that's, if you were to point to one game in my collection that I would say is the best game, if you count the Uncharted collection as a game, then that's the number one game. So I'll give them credit for that. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, they, they the Demon Souls remake for me is uh, the most shocking um, because they made some subtle changes to small things that were helpful, and then the the re the reskin is just incredible. Mm -hmm. So it looks like okay. Okay, here's here's how awesome Blue Point is. Check this out. They were um uh, like apparently like that they, they only made like one original game. Everything else is a, is a remake or a remaster. Mhm. Mm um uh, which they're fantastic at and you know, hey, once you find something you're good at, stick to it. But right. these people they um uh their only original game was pretty much a launch title for the, for the PlayStation 3. It's November 11th, 2006 is when it was released. That would pretty much make it a launch title for 2003. Oh, Blast Factor? Yeah. <coughs> oh, and, that game was actually really fun. And because it was made by Bluepoint and they know how to do everything, it's one mm. of the only games on PS3 to run at 1080p at 60 frames. Yeah, they clearly know what they're doing with that. Um, <laughs> Blast Factor is kind of, kind of a bullet hell. Uh huh. Um, but it's just a roguelike view of a shooter, whatever. But it was fun. Uh, it was really fun. It review it received average reviews on Metacritic, which isn't really fair because it was a really good game, especially for. And I get that people probably had disappointment. Why are we talking about this? I don't know. Anyways. <laughs> so those are the top five <laughs> Dark Souls games. <laughs> we 
we've done it again. Um, okay, so improvements. Let's say I would I would kind of like to say the improvements that Elden Ring has made. Would you want to compare it directly to say Dark Souls three? Compare it directly to Dark Souls three. Yeah. Um. Uh, so Dark Souls three. For, first, let's let's talk about the improvements that Dark Souls three made over the Dark Souls formula. Ah uh, yes. So, uh, Dark Souls won straight away from some stuff that Demon Souls did. Uh, some of it was good, some of it was bad. Two of the major differences is spells having a number of uses apiece instead of coming out of uh, an MP bar. That was an interesting idea. Um, uh, I'm all. It was innovative, and I'm innovative. always in. I, I'm always in favor of innovation in games. Uh, sort of like putting in the. Uh, uh, in the same way that putting in destructible walls in Vanguard was innovation, um, uh, it was a really <laughs> neat idea, um, uh, and, and also stop it. Yeah, yeah, it was a, it was a neat idea, uh, and now we know that Sledgehammer, uh, keep having ideas, but don't use that idea again, Sledgehammer. Other people, yeah, maybe, yeah, find a different idea. I liked it in Battlefield. Battlefield is a, is a good fun game. Uh, Sledgehammer d is not good at making destructible walls uh, great again. Um. Uh, nope. Uh, Quit building that wall, sledgehammer. Yeah. Um, uh, but they um, uh, it was the same, and FromSoft kind of did the, did the same thing. Um, switching to the Estus flask that recharges upon death or upon resting is a much cooler, better idea than the grass. Um, uh, that Demon Souls had, but <clears throat> moving moving away from the MP bar and over to the. Uh, the spell uses that was not a good idea that was that was unpleasant it was you know there's uh dark souls 2 actually i i have to give credit where credit is due there was an improvement to that to the spell usage system made in dark souls 2 and there was an item uh, and i don't think there's any such item in dark souls 1 i don't know of it but there was an item that if you consumed this consumable <laughs> while you had a spell equipped it would recharge spell uses for that spell, uh, and that that was a that, that was a really nice uh, that, that 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 was a neat touch. I'm I'm actually uh, like the, Dark Souls Two did that, and Dark Souls One didn't have that, and it should have uh, it, it, that should be the case. Um, uh, I think the reason why they were thinking that is because you have so many resources per life, um, uh, and so like you know you only have so many Estus flasks use. Estus flask uses per life, and you cannot get more Estus flasks than that unless you kill enemies and they recharge. So therefore, you should not get more spells than that unless you invested in more, you know, stuff to get more of that spell. Um, and so I see where they were coming from, but it was kind of ruined in that they, um, uh, like, you know, say you farmed or bought a bunch of humanities. You stored up 95, 99 humanities, 95, why is it 95, 99 humanities, and you could pop those at any time to restore full health, absolutely. And so, thinking about it that way, you know, it's, um, uh, 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 uh do, doing that kind of thing, it doesn't, it didn't make a whole lot of sense then to not have a consumable for spells. But, you know, I digress. Um, uh, we both do. Yeah. But we, um, uh, uh, yeah, uh, and so and so then Dark Souls three improved upon that system. They kept the Estus flask; that was a good idea. And then they introduced the Ashen Estus flask 
to recharge your focus points meter. And focus points were used to do all sorts of stuff. Uh, focus points were, of course, used for magic, but then it was also used for weapon arts. And then weapon arts were so cool that they made a, um, uh, uh, that that uh, that they made a uh, uh, a an appearance in Elden Ring as weapon skills, not skills. It is your weapon skill, but they're called Ashes of War that apply the skill to your weapon. Um, uh, it's very very neat. Um, uh, and weapon arts, I have to say, are a pl- are are just a uh, the next logical step after Bloodborne's uh, trick weapons. Um, uh, they didn't want to re- do the trick weapons again, so they brought in weapon arts, um, uh, and that that was really neat. Um, uh, and then they realized then that with Bloodborne, they made Bloodborne super fast, and they said faster paced games are good, but Dark Souls is supposed to be methodical, so they put in, um, uh, so they slowed it down a little bit for the so slowed down again for Dark Souls three, um, uh, and then they. And then, but they wanted to make fast-paced games, and so they made Sekiro. And Sekiro is like, hey, what if we made the block really, really good and added a jump? And then, but we want people to use the jump, the dodge, and the block all at the same time. So the jump and the dodge will both have iframes. Um, uh, so we can so we can do all that. And then they included those mechanics into Elden Ring also, with the jump and the dodge uh, having. Um, uh, having some iframes, or the dodge having a lot, the jump having some, and then it's the block isn't the primary means of thwarting attacks like it was in Sekiro, but and I forgot to put Sekiro on my list. Uh, Sekiro is uh, uh, is beneath Dark Souls three, uh, above above Demon Souls, Dark Souls one. Um, I leave uh, it out. Mm, um. Uh, but and then so, so they they brought in a lot of mechanics from Sekiro and then with Sekiro the the main means of thwarting attacks is the block, but then you know but th- when you introduce a game that actually has shields and then having block being the primary means of thwarting attacks then that could bring out a lot of a, a lot of stuff so instead of making it the primary way they just added a really cool attack after a block that you could do that you can even do with weapons and that's freaking sweet like I love the block counter. It's freaking beautiful. Um, uh, I was actually in in one of my only PvP battles. I was killed by a guy because I tried to do a block counter, but his second attack was already coming out. So I went to swing and he slashed me, and I was low and he killed me. It was fantastic. I had a good time. Well, yeah, dead. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> but um, uh, and there was much rejoicing. Much rejoicing. But we um. Uh... <clears throat> uh, but yeah, that's that. Um, and so, so is bringing in those mechanics was really interesting. Um, uh, keeping the focus point meter, uh, bringing in the Elden Ring equivalent of the Ashen Estes flask, the uh, Ceru- the flask of Cerulean tears. Cerulean. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was it was very 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 nice. Um, uh, that was my thoughts on the expanded mechanics. Uh, what do you think, Tyler? No, well, per the usual, I'm not going to say all the things that you said. Mm-hmm. Yes. Um, Most of I've already said them. Yeah. I, I don't think there's a point in, in for me diving into the switches from game to game to game like you did, just because that was just a good explanation. It's fine. Um, the I want I do want to talk about you said you specifically switch the changes in mechanics or just changes in overall what what's changed in the game. 
to well, Elden Ring. Yeah, so right now I was talking about the evolution of mechanics. And right. I was talking about what's changed in the game. Like I was, I was going to talk about evolution of mechanics first, and then you go over to just changes because there's a lot of those. So I can, um, if you want. But like I said earlier, you what you said is pretty much the right stuff. And really, I'm not the, um, I'm not going to have the grasp from one to two to three to Bloodborne to like you know like you are. Mm-hmm. Yeah, even um, though you so played all of those games. Uh, I've played all of those games, but I've jumped back and forth between them in ways that I almost consider them to be, oh, this game's different because of this, and this game's different because of this, and you're like, ah, when I played this game, this happened, and then I played the next game, and I saw how it was changed, and it was good. And I kind of went to the best game, and, <laughs> and then I worked my way back. And I saw that it was good. And I saw that it was good. Okay, so yeah, then we'll just talk about straight-up changes then, and this time you go first. No, I'll go first. Mm-hmm. So, um, the things that... It, I think you and I were, I don't want to say concerned about, because I don't think we were worried, but one of the things that we were immediately interested in seeing how it was changed uh, was in how you access multiplayer, how easy it would be to access multiplayer, and then how easy it is to come by the resources with which to access multiplayer, because obviously, in <clears throat> excuse me, like in comparison to um, um, 3, mm-hmm. you, you have to be embered, which means you've either just beaten a boss or you've munched on an ember mm-hmm. um and and beating a boss the, the reason why i find that could be difficult at times is because a lot of times if you're calling someone into your game it's because you need help beating a boss which means you're probably not embered mm-hmm. actually you're definitely not embered um and to be perfectly honest in your first playthrough especially if you're having trouble with early bosses you might have two embers maybe mm-hmm um, so it was very difficult. Let's just say you were trying to get used to the mechanics of the boss while summoning in your person. Two embers is probably not going to be enough to actually get you to beat the boss. Right. The resources with which to get your ally to hop on over, um, it was difficult to come by um, at, when you first start, and so therefore a very expensive to go get some if you could find the the few people who were selling embers. They weren't. They were very. In, they were very expensive items. Um, you also probably were having trouble getting those souls if you were dying at the boss arena. Mm-hmm. Um, so it was very, I mean, you had to do things like you would lose your souls in the boss arena from dying. You could get back into the boss arena and get your souls and try to, you know, find some way to get out if you happen to have some resources to bounce back out, which is difficult to do in a boss fight that's hard. So that's just a long-winded way of saying starting out cooperative play was tricky. Mm-hmm. Um, this... Change the changes that they have made to multiplayer are astonishing and they're amazing. Mm-hmm. Um, so once you get through the first little bit of the game and get, and you know, I'm terrible with names of everything, so if you want to interject and tell the names of the things that we actually are getting, that'd be great. Um, like in Dark Souls 3, you have a few items that affect multiplayer. Um, you do have one that allows you to put down your summon sign, you do have one that allows you to. Um, cancel yourself out of, or <clears throat> I'm assuming there's probably one to cancel someone else out of your multiplayer. Uh, I haven't seen it yet, or I might not understand how it works, but you have the way to like bounce back out of their world if you're done. Mm-hmm. Um, the finger severer may uh, like get take yourself out, but then also kick out someone else. I'm yeah, just trying I, to use it to kick out someone else. I haven't tried to use it to kick out anyone else yet either, so I didn't know if that's actually what it worked for. Yeah. Mm. But you get to use a finger to write down your summon sign. Which is great. And by summon sign, we are actually leaving your runes behind, which is just a cool change. Yeah. It doesn't really matter uh, that it's that way, but it's great, and I love it. Yeah. 
Um, Even being a rune, I still say the same thing when I'm ready to come into someone's world, and that is, hey, my sign's down. My sign's down. Mm-hmm. Um, the resources that you consume to put yourself in what we're going to compare to the embered state mm-hmm. are very easy to acquire. Now, they make you go get them. They make you explore the world a little bit to make sure that you have the resources to craft, to um, to make these items. Is it the, what are they called? Gold bells? What are the gold something? What are they called? The items you have to grab to craft. Yeah, it's the old golden elden leaf. It's, it's the yeah. leaf is in the name. Um, uh... Yeah, the, 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 I, I'm not really worried about remembering the name. If you remember it and blurred out, that's fine. Um, but it's fantastic. Essentially, once you get started the first part of the game and you buy your little crafting kit to craft things, you just have to find two of these items. You can craft them together in your quick menu, and then you have one. Mm -hmm. It would take 10 minutes running around the world to craft three or four of these, Mm -hmm. uh, which is great. I don't want that to be made difficult. Obviously, you're playing these types of games because you enjoy the difficulty factor. Uh, and that's great, but there are some things that don't need to be made more difficult, and I feel like this is one of them, and they've made it much easier to gain the resources with which to summon someone in to your world. Now, which obviously is more important than being someone into someone else's world most of the time, because if you need to summon, obviously we just do it to play the game together, um, mm-hmm. but uh, for help in, in certain circumstances, but if you need someone in your realm, it's it's very important that the resources are easy to come by. Another thing they've done in accessing multiplayer um, are those, um, those, there's these little shrines mm-hmm. that I don't care what anyone says. They're Solaris shrines. Mm-hmm. I don't care what they're labeled. That's the praise of the sun. Yeah. You can act there and they're right outside of boss rooms. Um, it kind of reminds you how in Dark Souls 3, well, not just in Dark Souls 3, but again, I'm just making my straight comparisons mm-hmm. to the summonable NPCs mm-hmm. that you could summon right outside of boss rooms. It kind of reminds me of that mechanic, but for actual humans. Yeah. Um, and it allows you to just put your sign by one of those so that if you just need help with the boss battle, mm-hmm. you can just run right to the room of the boss battle and summon your friend in and and just play that part of the game and the reason why i think that's a huge improvement is because it's very frustrating to try to summon in a friend to beat a boss and then you have to run through a level that could potentially be difficult and they could have some of their already limited health gone before the boss battle Mm -hmm. that is a very small very big improvement Mm -hmm. oh um speaking of such things uh you see okay so if you set up a group password that doesn't actually like make it password matchmaking the way the primary password does, the multiplayer password. But what that does is it makes you more likely to see people who have the same group password as you. Um, uh, and then you get notified when people with your group password beat a certain boss or do whatever. And so it's kind of it's kind of neat. Uh, I I gave myself a group password. And um. Uh, and I started getting notifications that people with my group password were doing stuff. And apparently, a lot of people are using my group password. <laughs> oh, that's beautiful. Yeah. So the multiplayer password that we always use is, I'm not going to tell you guys what it is, but it's a um, uh, 
but it's a, uh, a, a supernatural reference. Um, uh, the best supernatural reference. Mm-hmm. The only good, the only good supernatural. The only good supernatural reference. <laughs> yeah, but um, uh, we um, uh, but my group password is. I'm trying to remember the exact thing that it's called. Uh, if if I pluralized it or not, I believe I pluralized it. So my group password is faggots. Because <laughs> it is. <laughs> and I, and apparently there are a lot of people with that group password that go around doing stuff in the game. <laughs> I'm not shocked by this at all. Souls <laughs> community. <laughs> uh. Anyways, um. That is a small change. The group password versus multiplayer password is a small change that mm-hmm. I think is very cool. Mm-hmm. Um, I would say the only thing about um, the playing with others online, uh, and this actually isn't playing with others. This is actually just playing in the same area as others. Mm-hmm. I do not like how opaque the shadows of the other characters in your in your area are. I wish they were um, less opaque. Um because when you see them, you do think they're an enemy at first. Because in Dark Souls 3, if you see, like, let's say you see one, they're much <clears throat> more misty. Um, you don't ever think that they're an enemy popping up. I always think that they're an enemy popping up in Elden Ring. But that's beside the point. Um, we've That's just addressing multiplayer. The, the changes to multiplayer have been great. Um, I absolutely love them. It's much easier to get your, we're gonna, your Estus Flask, your health refills, it's so much easier to get more of them in this game. Mm-hmm. Um, the what they consider groups and how often you can encounter groups uh, is is uh, what they consider to be groups is easier to come by. And so you're, I think we we played at least one time together. We probably got it refilled three times. I don't know if mm-hmm. that has ever happened in Dark Souls that you got your SS Flask refilled three times in one level playthrough yeah so let's see um uh, here's how it how stuff like that works in various games it started with dark souls one and instead of giving you um uh, uh estus refills it gave you humanity and mm-hmm. there was a point system um uh and then once you like different enemies were worth more points and once you got x number of points um uh then it gave you a a, a soft humanity um uh which is humanity in your humanity counter. A hard humanity is a, the item called humanity. Um, uh, and then that moved over to, I don't know how the mechanic was, if there was one in Dark Souls 2. I haven't played enough of it. In Dark Souls 3, there was just this mechanic that after defeating so many enemies or defeating a large enemy or whatever, um, uh, I think like the more enemies you defeated, the higher your chance became. And large enemies had a much higher chance than small enemies. But there was just a random chance every so often of getting an Estus Flask after you killed an enemy. Um, uh, and then in Elden Ring, there are specific... Um, uh, when, it, when a certain number of enemies are in, in a certain way, it's considered a group. And the larger and or tougher the group is... And every time you defeat a group, you get uh, your flasks refilled. And ev- and the the number of flasks you get refilled uh, would be dependent upon the the size the size of the group or the difficulty of the enemies within the group. And I think that's I, that is that's a fantastic mechanic. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, that's the perfect evolution of that mechanic. It's very very good. Big fan of that change. Sorry, I'm yawning. Um, 
I think that's those are the important changes to multiplayer that are mm-hmm. worth mentioning. Yeah. Um, I would say the other <clears throat> thing that we need to talk about as far as the changes. Um, so when they first announced um, some of the big things about Elden Ring, mm-hmm. they, were, they were they were talking about the open world nature mm-hmm. of the game. Mm-hmm. This is interesting to me because technically speaking, um, Dark Souls is by no means uh, on a rail. Mm-hmm. So while it's not open world. Mm-hmm. It has a lot of open world aspects already. Yeah. So you can technically go wherever you want once you've been there, which is how an open world game works. You can go back to other places and find a lot of useful things in those places. You can farm. You can do all these things that already have a lot of open world feel. So when they started talking about that, I was like, eh, I mean, okay, that's an odd thing to announce since... That's kind of what these games already are. But it does feel more like an open world RPG. And I don't know if that's partially because of the way the crafting system works. Mm-hmm. Um, and I mean, from picking up these replenishable uh, resources every single time you redo something. Um, so that's that's a thing. Uh, but it does feel more open world. It genuinely feels more open world than Dark Souls Three does. Yeah, well, uh, I think I think the reason for that is because the the previous entries in the game is right. There are still only so many places you could go. Like you're giving an area, and you could explore the area. But then when it was all said and done, there's still only so many places you could go. Elden Ring is different in that the area that you're put in, and you can explore the area is the overworld. So the whole thing is the area you can explore. Dark Souls had, like, you know, several paths to get to chunks that you could explore. And then once you were in a chunk, you had a certain number of paths, a set number of paths you could take out of that chunk and then go to another place to explore. With this, the whole game is a chunk. Mm-hmm. Which is, I imagine, what makes it open world. Right. Mm-hmm. It's the added element, and that makes sense. Um, I had a thought. Oh, um, speaking of open world things, mm-hmm. the manner in which you travel from area to area is so much better. Uh, are you talking about the... The fast the, travel system. Okay, I don't know if you meant the map fast travel system or if you meant torrent. Oh, we will also... We obviously also have to talk about torrent. Mm-hmm. Um, but the fast travel <clears throat> is fantastic. Mm, very good, very good. Holy cow, it's so good. Uh, um, and there, and it, one thing that not a lot of other games do, I can't actually think of any games that do it other than games that, like, you have to, like, go to a fast travel station and pay in-game money to fast travel, which doesn't really count. There's yeah. a legitimate penalty to fast traveling, and that's fantastic. That's really cool. Uh, yeah, and it's not a brutal one. It's basically losing um, your temporary status effects, like when you your consumables for summoning people in uh, to your world, that status goes away. Um, there's there's some other status like status effects that go away. I'm trying to remember what was it that we were that we both picked up. Yeah, I can't think that of was the like name the, of it. The temporary um, uh, health increase that yeah. goes that status goes away. And also figured out how to get it too. Uh, if you're curious, uh, help another player beat a boss. 
and you get it. That I think we found that out surely by we we both got one after we happened to the beta boss. So that yeah. was they call the arc golden arc something like that. Something like that. Yeah, it's, it's um, a very interesting. Yeah, so so there are punishments we'll call them punishments but they're they're fair they're very fair mm-hmm. um the fast traveling is made quite easy and then the best addition to any open world game is a, a way to travel easier so like in final fantasy 15 you get your car red dead redemption you get a horse um you have you have uh ways to make going from point a to point b better if either you can't fast travel because it's an area you haven't been to or if you actually want to be going through the area to see if there's something you miss because like i mean you think about the elder scrolls games you want to walk from point a to point b most of the time because you're going to discover new places you're going to encounter uh, you know mines you you want to walk from point a to point b but you don't want to walk from point a to point b mm-hmm. so um you have your steed um, which is very easy to summon, shockingly easy to summon, incredibly easy to use. Oh my goodness, it's one of the best mounts in any game ever. It is the best mount in any game ever because, and here's the reason why, in every other game, the mount is a means of locomotion. In Elden Ring, the mount, in addition to being a means of locomotion, is like a way of playing the game. Like, there are certain bosses you're like, hmm, let me see if I can fight this boss on horseback. Or, I mean, you know, it's like things like, I'll see if that would help any. It's, um, uh, And then like, it does. Yeah, and I've never seen, I mean, like, Red Dead Redemption, you could shoot while on horseback. Um, it's not the same thing. Like, the, you never have an, ad- the only advantage to shooting from horseback in Red Dead Redemption is that if you shoot from horseback, you don't have to get off your horse. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, this this is um I, I wasn't gonna say the best ever. Um, but you're probably right. It probably is the best ever. Mm-hmm. I mean, and okay. I'm sure someone's gonna say, uh well actually in uh this game that developed in nineteen ninety seven, uh there was a better mount system in that game. Um Maybe. nothing and, in action was good. Yeah. Um but uh it's phenomenal um that's the bottom line is it is definitely one of the best it is um um objectively one of the best mount systems that's ever been made i thought did you just say nothing good happened in 1997 i did didn't i yeah i've said what i said i'm sticking to it There's no going back now. Uh, oh, we're, uh, we're leaving it. Uh, I'll, we're, we're leaving it now. I'll fix it in pre. <laughs> That's going to be the intro. Nothing good happened in 1997. <laughs> uh, anyways. All right. Uh, <laughs> um, let's see. What were some other things that we noticed that we were quite pleased with? Um, you have other things because you think more than I do. Yeah, oh man, I was thinking about something. Oh, uh, I'll, I'll, I'll throw in, I'll throw in a few things. Uh huh. Weapon arts. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, yeah, I did, I did, I did briefly go over that. I said how the, the, uh, the skills and ashes of war are the next logical step in evolution from the yeah. weapon arts for Dark Souls Three, but I didn't actually go into it. Right. So, so the idea of being like, man, I love this weapon art, but man. I love this wet other weapon more. What should I do? How can I how can I adjust this issue in my life? Mm-hmm. And they're like, well, why don't you just put that weapon art with that weapon? 
And then we're all like, oh, what a great idea. Ten fan freaking tastic. Um, so the fact that you could like, if I could take, you know, um, stomp stance, weapon mm-hmm. arts, mm-hmm. and put them, oh, you know, with, yeah, attackers. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Let's do, <laughs> Let's do that. Mm-hmm. Oh, by the way, by the way, I think uh, the the guy <laughs> who you buy weapon arts from, yes. Uh, yes. he he has a weapon art that I think perfectly matches your play style. Is it running away? No, it's called no skill. Perfect. <laughs> what I, um, but I mean, imagine you're PVPing and you see a guy come up to you, um, you can lift out da- the PV. Yeah, you know, um, and you see like let's say you're playing Dark Souls and someone's running up PVP with a dagger. You're like, ah, here comes a parry master. Uh, he doesn't like fast switching. Um, so let's just mm-hmm. imagine you get into that situation this game and he stomps dances and you're like hold on a minute mm-hmm. <laughs> what's happening <laughs> um, so that's cool that's very very cool um, and then yeah um, I don't know enough about the um, I've, I've, I've only summoned a jellyfish thus far mm-hmm. um, I love watching what people have done to kind of summon <clears throat> these things to be used as fodder mm-hmm um, I think that might be my play style. If I'm going to be honest with you, mm-hmm. is just making them uh, damage sponges, as it were, although very small damage sponges, um, just so I can start building on them. But I would imagine, like, if you've got a magic class set up, this is a great thing for the game because you can say, like, here's a bunch of things like the wolves. Let's have them go run at them and brutally attack them in the face and draw all the aggro while I'm just like throwing spells at this boss. Yeah. Oh, speaking of which, everyone's favorite Australian has already figured out routing to um, uh, get your character leveled up, overpowered, with a 100% block shield and all weapons at plus 12 in less than two hours from the start of the game. Oh, beautiful. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> and since you guys may not know who everyone's favorite Australian is, let me tell you who your favorite Australian is. It's Vati Vidya. The Vidya himself, yes. <clears throat> Which, of course, is the only, by the way, a uh, fun fact, he was the only Australian. person whose videos oh, <laughs> oh he's 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 australia mm-hmm. um he's the only person who i looked up anything for Elden ring for before i played it mm-hmm. i refused to watch playthroughs i refused to watch lore videos i refused to listen to people's um week before like when they got the um press copies of the game i refused to do anything other than watch his videos uh just out of sheer respect um so yeah uh he's he's the man mm-hmm the, the go-to Dark Souls guru. Oh, and hey, I know this is about 10 minutes uh, shorter than what we normally uh, than what we normally do. Um, but we're done. Yeah, I have to be somewhere in 45 minutes, and I'm currently wearing sweatpants. Well, time to wear sweatpants to breakfast. Yay. Okay, well. Okay, well, that was nice and abrupt. You're welcome. Indeed. Get out. Get out of my swamp. 